the Virgin Radio Pridecast, proudly supported by Disney Plus, full of stories and love for all. Virgin Radio Pride. It's Stephen Sullivan. It's Drag Breakfast. I'm here with Courtney Act on the show this morning. Hello. Hello and happy Pride to everybody in London today. It's so lovely to be here. Oh, very, very happy Pride to everybody in London who's going to be going out and celebrating and just having the best day. And we are starting it off the right way because we've got you on the show. Uh, you're hanging out with us all morning and I'm just so excited because you are keeping so busy at the moment. It is unreal. I always see... Loads of different things that you're up to, whether it's going to be about your book, like you're always, always busy. I think something that's really caught my eye had to be the queen for a night, which I really am just interested in, to be honest with you. You are a judge on the show. This is going to be on ITV. Has it actually finished filming? Because it's like a one-off special, right? Yeah, we filmed it already. Um, Lorraine Kelly. Oh, she's the host. Melanie C. Uh, Leighton Williams and Rob Beckett and I are the judges, the esteemed judges, and there's six drag queens, including Blue Hydrangea and Lavoie and Estina Mandela and Myra Dubois, and I'm going to stop naming them because I'll forget some and then it'll be <laughs> awkward. So at least there's two that I haven't named, not just one. Um, and then they take six celebrities, uh, male celebrities, and put them in drag and then they have to do a performance. And it's coming up in ITV. I read somewhere that you weren't going to be holding back in your critique, so I'm wondering, are you like the Simon Cowell of no, this show? Uh, well, the good thing is, is that they wanted everybody to, you know, be uplifting and positive. You know, television's moved on. We've moved on from that entertainment through conflict and the Simon Cowell era. Even Simon Cowell's not Simon Cowell anymore. He's just a big, cuddly teddy bear. He's just really nice whenever yeah. I see him on any of these shows now. So, um, yeah, even I think he's quite nice about drag artists as well when they come on to, you know, Britain's Got Talent, America's Got Talent, anything like that. So that's quite cool. So you, there's no nasty moments. You're not going to be out there, you know, saying to someone that they can do better. You're like, yeah, I'm supporting. Hopefully they've rehearsed and they do a good job. All right, when can we watch this, by the way? Later in the year. Later in the year, okay. So watch this space. And you've also announced a new show in Australia too, which we're going to be talking about in just a second. So hang around. Courtney Act, hanging out with us on Virgin Radio Pride this morning. Stay there. This is Virgin Radio Pride. Courtney Act is on Drag Breakfast with me, Stephen Sullivan, this morning. Hello, hello. Hi. Do you think there's any other Prides happening in the UK today, apart from London? I reckon there would be. I do not know off the we top of my Google head. This. Uh, but we will find out yeah. and we will be we'll shouting them out. Them yeah, exactly. Well. A little bit later on. I've because performed at lots of regional Prides. I'm going to be at Limerick Pride, which is, I know, not in the United Kingdom. I know it's in Ireland. I know the difference. Uh -huh. um, but I've done all like your Bournemouth and your other places. I can't name them all. I think regional prides are really fun because I think that it means so much to people. Yeah. So I think when you go down and they see you and you, you know, you do your performance and stuff, I think so many people who otherwise, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong, London's always great and it's great when people come out to shows in London, but there are so many shows all the time. And I kind of think that when you go somewhere that maybe is a little bit smaller, those people maybe haven't got access to uh, performers all the time. I just think it, it means a lot more. Do you yeah. know, is that when you go out and about? And also that London London Pride is like, there's so many people in Trafalgar Square, it's ridiculous. And those regional prides, you've got a nice big grassy field. Where was it? Hull Pride, when Hull was the city of culture. Yeah. Do you remember that strange time in history? Um, and I saw, oh, who did I see? Was it Bewitched? Who's, oh, you know, yes. Exactly, Bewitched. Yes, oh, it was. Yeah. So good. Like all my childhood. And that's the beauty of Pride is that I think for queer people, we have like maybe 
different associations and fascinations with like those pop groups of the 80s and 90s and like there there is everything about my childhood that desires to see Bewitch performing on stage at Hull Pride and I got it and it was wonderful. Do you have any other real favourite throwback artists because it's not just Bewitched, it's normally the likes S-Club. of S Club. Not, not S Club 7, uh, S Club 3. three. <laughs> S Club 2 plus 1 yeah. at the moment I think it is. S Club All Stars have been going out as and uh, <laughs> also 5 as well. Oh, are there five of them still? Uh, there are. Th- that's a bit there, funny. There are three. There are three. Uh, yeah, but I think you do get original Venga Boys if you book the Venga Boys. I've seen the Venga Boys in Australia. That was fun. And Aqua. I mean, I haven't seen Aqua at a Pride. No. I think Aqua are pretty, like, exclusive. Well, I heard that Rene was going around doing DJ sets. Oh, there you I go. would definitely be at a DJ set of Rene's if it was available to me. So hopefully, you know, we'll look that up as well. We'll yeah. find out about more Prides later on in the show. And uh, we'll look all of this up. Now, we were just talking about uh, TV shows and everything else that you've been up to. There's just been announced in the last few days a TV show that you're doing in Australia. I'm sure that we can kind of access it online as well. But it's going to be like a makeover show, right? (laughs) It's called Courtney's Closet. And it's, it's actually, there is a makeover element, but the show is really about the interview. So it's a half an hour. It's, I guess it's like Parkinson in drag, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, not that anybody necessarily needs to see Parkinson in drag, but it's like a long form, half an hour interview, a lovely chat, but I also put the person in drag. So they're famous Australians um, and it's it's just gorgeous. And I wanted to do it properly, you know? I didn't want this to be a straight person's idea of what a drag queen's closet looks like or what a drag queen show would look like. I didn't want like a high heel on a mirror with like the lights around it and like a feather boa draped over it. I um, I was really important to me that the quality was high. Marco Marco designed the costumes, Wigs by Vanity did the hair and we made it this wonderful, gorgeous. I did the makeup, which if it goes to series, I tell you what, like try, I, I did it and he, and he looked great. Luke McGregor looked great, but it's so much concentration trying to interview somebody and do their makeup and do a good job knowing that every drag queen out there is going to be judging you. But um, yeah, it's a really, really gorgeous show. So I'm looking forward to that airing. Yeah, you know, get on the dark web. Get on the get web. Get VPN Look it up. Exactly, exactly. It's going to be uh, the way forward. All right, Virgin Radio Pride is Drag Breakfast. There's going to be more with Courtney Act in just one second. This is Virgin Radio Pride. Courtney Act is on Drag Breakfast this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. Sounding so chirpy and cheerful for this time of morning as well. Well, you know, it's you know, Pride. It's just, How can you not be cheerful we're, and chirpy and happy? Um, now, you've got a bit of a party happening later on with Willem, right? Yeah, Willem, um, Willem Belli from Drag Race. I mean, if you're listening to Drag Breakfast, then you, I feel like I don't need to give any descriptions Introduction, of what I'm talking yeah. about. I'll just first name basis here. Um, yeah, Willem's flying over. And actually, it was her birthday just two days ago. Um, 40. She turned 40. It was her 40th birthday. Um, <laughs> And she's she's launching launching her drag queen seltzer, okay, which feels very appropriate for brunch. It's like there's a bunch of drag queens. I'm I'm not one of them, but um, yeah, each drag queen has like a different flavor on a can. We were trying to think of like, an, Willem suggested that I have a kiwi fruit flavored uh, seltzer, and I was like, that's New Zealand, you racist. Um, <laughs> and we couldn't think of like I don't know like a can- kangaroo flavored. That's not nobody yeah. wants a kangaroo flavored seltzer. I'm you know just what thinking I mean? what flavor you could be though. Do you have any favourite flavours, any favourite drinks when you are out doing your thing? Tequila flavoured. Okay, yeah. Tequila flavoured seltzer. Seltzer. Yes. (laughs) 
that sounds like the sort of thing that um, I think a lot of people would like for Pride. Yeah. I think that's definitely where it's at. Okay. Uh, so Willem's coming over and I take it it's going to be like a bit of a launch party. Bit of a launch party. And I'm excited because Willem, Alaska, Adore Bianca, Darian and myself are all doing a tour at the end of July around the UK. We're doing like London, Manchester, Glasgow and Birmingham at the end of July, which is going to be really fun and we'll get up to all sorts. And a lot of the UK girls, Pick and Mix and Frock Destroyers are going to be on the tour as well, so it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be really fun with the Holy Tea guys mm-hmm. later on in the, uh, July. Later on this month, I can say now. Wow. We can. can you believe we're in July already? We're in what, July. what is going on? So, yeah, that is going to be really, really fun. I know that you and all the girls have been... I kind of feel like it's been a bit of a break from the AAA girls. I don't know. Have you been doing stuff or...? Yeah, well, in right before Celebrity Big Brother, actually, we did a tour of North America and then we performed at GAY on New Year's Eve. And on New Year's Day, I went away for Celebrity Big Brother and I didn't tell Willem and Alaska. And they were pressed. <laughs> and because they say, you know, if anybody finds out, you know, you, 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 then you're not going into the house. They, they want it to be a secret. And um, and we are on hiatus. We decided Willem's already, um, you know, dis- been a part of too many disbanded girl bands. So we decided that the AAA girls was a forever band and we're just getting prepared for our 25-year reunion in 2030-something. Uh, <laughs> we're thinking, like, on this tour, maybe we can film our holograms so that we can do, like, a AAA girls Voyager sort of moment that would be when really the fun. time comes. That would be really fun. Yeah. Um, is there any plans to release any more music so far as the AAA girls are concerned? Well, we're, we're talking about doing a music video for When the Water Runs Clear, um, which is obviously a song about, you know, waterfalls or oceans or mm-hmm. you know, nothing else. Nothing else. At all. Um, and uh, we've also, we filmed a documentary of that 2018 tour, which we put all of this money into. We were like self-funding, making a movie, and then no one wanted to buy it. Oh. But we're, I think we're going to release that soon. I'm going to head over to the US in August for my book promo there. And we're going to have a bit of a documentary viewing party, launch party, and shoot a music video as well. All right. We need to talk about your book in a second. So let's do that. Hang around. This is Virgin Radio Pride. It's Drag Breakfast. And Courtney Act is on the show this morning. This is Virgin Radio Pride. Drag Breakfast with Courtney Act still with me on the show this morning. Hello, hello. Um, so we were talking about your book, which is like a memoir. It is. It's not like a memoir. It is a it memoir. It is a memoir. I love the difference between a memoir and an autobiography. An autobiography is a historically accurate recount of events, and a memoir is the author's memory of the events. doesn't have to necessarily stand up to any you know scrutiny of journalism and what made you kind of write a memoir was it the fact that you just had all of these crazy stories and that you just had to get them out uh, because i think the life with just yeah you and the triple a girls probably has some <laughs> stories in itself and i i know i've certainly been at some gigs uh, where i'm like oh you know this has been going on this has been going on um, and it's, it's always been a lot of fun. What was it like kind of sitting down and reliving some of those moments? Uh, it was actually, well, it was perfectly timed, first of all, because I started in March 2020 to write the book, which was when I was scheduled to write it, but then, of course, there was the global pandemic, which meant that I had a lot of spare time mm. to write it. And I think after I won Celebrity Big Brother in 2018, people became more interested in what I had to say, and I think before that, after Drag Race, I was just, you know 
I loved your wings on Drag Race. And then after Celebrity Big Brother, people loved the conversations that I had with Anne Whittacombe, with India Willoughby, with, you know, the lads in the house about gender and sexuality and drag and the nuance of the difference between trans identity and drag identity. And so the idea of uh, getting to write a book was so exciting to me because I love that side of things, but I just never had the opportunity to share that stuff. You know, people didn't people didn't care before. And then they cared after And then they cared. And then everyone was like, hey, hang on. I mean, I guess the thing that I took away from Celebrity Big Brother was the fact that you had such a spotlight on all of the different types of sexuality and gender. And I think that people were really interested in that and really interested in what you had to say. And I think the community was really interested because you were kind of shining this spotlight on it. Did you think at the time that you were kind of doing that? Were you like, oh, I need to represent here or was it just something that happened? Well, no, it was just that you, in the house, you don't know what's being played to the outside world. So you're, you know that you're on, tel- you know that you're being recorded but you don't necessarily think about the fact that there's people watching. So you're sort of on good behaviour in a way. You don't run around naked and mm. anything like that. But apart from that, you're not really thinking about where it's going. And obviously, 24 hours in a day, and there's just so much time and so much time for conversation that you end up just sitting and having these chats with people. and you can see when people don't understand things and maybe they need a little bit more information or they ask questions like the boys in the house felt comfortable with me and were like so india's a trans woman and you're a drag queen like can you help us understand what that means and i was like oh why yes i can yeah and then just took the opportunity to explain it to them and then i think those sorts of moments are things that really went viral because i think People generally don't want to be um, rude. They just are busy. They're just trying to get through their lives. And so to ask, you know, the heteronormative community to invest in understanding understanding the nuances of queer identity can sometimes be a bit of a big ask. So if you can package it up in a cute little pithy (laughs) soundbite in the middle of Big Brother, people are like, oh, Thank you. Now I understand. And I think people want to be informed, but they're, you know, just a bit lazy. I know what you mean. I think people do want to understand. They want to, you know, try their best. They want Mm. to, you know, be fair to everyone. I think people do come from that space. But I guess as someone who's from the community, uh, it's almost like we kind of know people firsthand. We know the experiences firsthand. So... I guess for, for us, it feels like we kind of understand. But then when you don't have that first-hand experience, that's when you kind of need a bit of a helping hand. So, yeah, yeah I think Big Brother was a great way to get out there and do that, I think. Yeah. so. And, you know, when it comes to queer people, I mean, these days in 2022, I think everyone's got a, a gay friend. Um, and, you know, the gays are all right. But when it comes to trans people, <laughs> there's most people don't know a trans person. And so they're only understanding of trans identity is what they see on the television so that's why it's really important to be able to tell nuanced and different stories about you know trans people and different types of queer identity and not just have the same sort of limp wrist stereotype of a gay man on telly which we don't have anymore we're much more evolved which is wonderful exactly we need to talk more about big brother in just a second so hang around it's drag breakfast on virgin radio pride uh, we got courtney act on the show with us this morning and there's going to be more in just a bit stay there this is Virgin Radio Pride. Act is hanging out with me this morning on Virgin Radio Pride. It's, I am not hanging out. I am very well tucked. And uh, you are looking fantastic this morning, by the way. Thank you. Really, really nice. And we were talking about Big Brother. 
and we were saying essentially that it was kind of this spotlight that you put on a lot of different genders, a lot of different identities. Uh, what we didn't mention was that you actually went on to win the show. I did. Which is amazing. And up against Anne Widdicombe, a Conservative politician who in 23 years of Parliament voted against every single piece of pro-LGBT legislation that ever came before her. She even wanted to bring back Section 28. Which is nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I think... You know, it was after Brexit, you'll all remember, and in some very weird way, I think the queers and the progressives were like, this is our do-over of Brexit. <laughs> I mean, I wish you just voted in Brexit instead, but I'm grateful that I got to win Celebrity Big Brother. It was amazing, and obviously it was voted for, yeah, by the public as well, which was made it even more special, probably. Yeah, it did. And coming out of the house, it was funny, because I was like, I won? I don't know why I won. <laughs> I didn't see any of it. I didn't know... I had no idea from the minute you go in, from the minute my skirt fell off when I ran inside to the minute I came out winning, I didn't know anything. So even once like you're there and Emma's like, are you excited for winning? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> why do you? Why did I win? Did you like me? Was I the villain? Was I the, the hero? I, I'm not sure. Are these some of the things that you talk about in your memoirs? It's yeah. caught in the act, by the way. If anyone wants to go and check it out, you can... Uh, get it from all good bookstores. You can download it um, to your favourite device, whatever you yeah. want to do. There's an audio book too, which I oh. do all of the audio for. Oh, okay, I, that's cool. I signed a copy of my book for Anne Whittacombe yesterday oh, to really? mail that off to her. Good. So she's got some summer reading up in, <laughs> up in the moors. And is this a, so is this the sort of thing that um, you kind of, you know, do you cast your mind back and tell some of those stories? I mean, is there anything in there that happens maybe during Big Brother where... You know, you mentioned it in the book, but it didn't make it to TV. Did you ever see any of the TV shows that went out? I watched them all, yeah. I um, When I came out, I sat down and, like, watched every single episode. And then I went back to Australia and I had to, like... That's when I think I learned how to use a VPN because I couldn't work out how to watch them from there. Um, oh, gosh. There was lots of things that happened. I can't think of any specific stories in the book. I think... Um, my my big brother sort of experience in the book is really about what I what I got personally out of um, winning in a weird way. I feel like actually, weirdly, the moral of the whole book is go on a competition reality show and win, and then you'll feel great. Um, which maybe isn't the most practical advice for everybody, but it really works. <laughs> You were like, yes. Um, I mean, I'm looking forward to kind of reading it. Obviously, um, I haven't had a chance to read the whole thing yet. Um, so I'm excited to see some of these stories and some of the other There's cool little bits and pieces. There's salacious stories in there. Like, it, I don't think... What did Lorraine Kelly uh, gave me a little quote. I think she said, searingly honest. Um, on our podcast, Brenda called me with my BFF vanity. We call it um, astounding honesty. That we... I don't know, I just... I don't know whether it's being Australian, but I, I talk about things like in the booklet. There's stories about sex and there's things that maybe people don't think you should talk about in polite company. But it's not polite company. It's a book. It's the most intimate act you can do next to sex, really. And have the names been changed to protect the in innocent? To or protect the guilty. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't name any of the... Um, did I put any of the stories about any of like, <laughs> the famous people that I definitely kept their identities safe. If you're famous out there and you want to have sex with me, don't worry. You have full privacy and um, I'll... I went on a date with someone recently and 
Were they a famous person or a non-famous? They were non-famous. Okay. But they came over to my my place and they were like, oh, I, oh, you're really lovely. I'm having a really lovely time. I thought maybe you'd make me sign an NDA when I got here. And I was like, I'm not Harry Styles. <laughs> but I did sign an NDA when I... Oh, oh, I've said too much. I, we need to talk... This brings us on really nicely because we actually need to talk about dating we in a second. We need to talk about NDAs. Uh, and NDAs, possibly. <laughs> uh, so hang around. It's Virgin Radio Pride. Courtney Act is with me on Drag Breakfast this morning. This is Virgin Radio Pride. Drag Breakfast, it's Virgin Radio Pride with me, Stephen Sullivan, joined this morning by Courtney Act. Hello, hello. Hi. Um, so we were talking about dating a second ago. We were talking about the fact that you went on a date and a guy was kind of surprised that, you know, that you weren't a bit like, oh, look, we got to keep this secret. we got to keep this on the down low. Can you sign this legal document yeah. to say that you won't talk about this? I'm like, I don't know. You can post it on Twitter if you want, I guess. Well, that kind of brings me on to what I wanted to talk about next, which was kind of about dating in general when you are um, a celebrity, because I think that it's, I know this is going to sound really weird, but I think that you are more of a celebrity to the LGBTQ plus community in terms of when I look at some people that I know that have kind of been on Drag Race in the UK, for example, and it's it's almost like they've gone from being really, really anonymous to very, very famous within the community. And how do you even go about meeting someone in that circumstance? Grinder. <laughs> Um, well, you know what's interesting, right? So I present as these two different genders. Sometimes I'm feminine and sometimes I'm less feminine. Mm -hmm. I won't say masculine. Um, that would be absurd. Uh, but interestingly, it, it can be a bit of a struggle when it comes to dating gay men because I do have a feminine side and then I have this sort of like the Courtney side, which is, I guess, it's almost like... Um, being in drag, you're like, there's like a, a level of like public notoriety and sort of power and status that comes with that. And out of drag, I'm often, what, what, how, how, how loose can I get with my language on this show? Can I mean, I maybe not, not too, too loose. loose. Okay, uh. I won't get too loose. Okay. <laughs> so basically, um, you could say that like out of drag, I'm often assumed to be the person who would be the more demure in the relationship but then when you've got this like courtney side who's like this sort of boss sort of i don't know it all gets a bit confusing for guys i think i mean this is the thing so you're on grinder and um you've got a picture of your uh less i have well i have two grinders okay i have a lady grinder and i have a shame grinder okay because on grinder there is a whole cross-section of the lgbtq plus community and it includes those who maybe identify as straight they don't they know they're attracted to um, uh, maybe like trans women or cross dressers or femme guys? There's this whole spectrum and world of attraction out there. They don't have photos, they don't have profile pics, they just slide into your DMs, <laughs> um, often with photos that aren't of their face. Shall well, I what say. gets your interest? And I, you know, I mean, I, I guess, look, I know it's really easy to be like, oh, you know, what gets my interest is. You know the typical things that you would expect from some of these dating apps. <laughs> yes, but like what? No. I, what would what would really genuinely get your interest? Like, if um, somebody saw you on a dating app, what would they do that would be like, oh wow, okay, you stand out? Well, even before COVID, I had a video chat policy. Mm -hmm. So, on these dating apps, you see a couple of photos, you have a bit of a text chat, and then you like 
leave the house and go and meet someone in public to like have a coffee or whatever. And it, I don't know, it always seems like a lot of effort just to go from photo to real life. So I've interjected the video chat. Yes. And just confidence and surety of themselves. I find that I generally fare better with guys who are like bisexual, who are attracted to masculinity and femininity. Like sometimes the gay men, you know, gay men are attracted to men and there's a lot of femininity in me. And so the, the, the sort of the bi guys, the pansexual guys and the guys who are on the straighter end of the sexuality spectrum tend to be more attracted to someone like me. But I don't want those cagey, you know, sometimes a guy will come on a video chat, I'll be like, hi, and they're like, hi. And then, or like, <laughs> you'll see like, like their shoulder and like half their face, or they'll be like backlit or in a dark room. I'm like, you need good lighting. I need to see your face. I need to see the whites of your eyes. And I need to have a conversation with you. And I need to be treated like a human and be able to have some banter. All right. So if you're going to be at Pride in London yeah. a little bit later on today, uh, if you are in the area and you go on and you think, hang on a second, that really looks like Courtney. It could, it it could, could well very be. well it be. It could well be. And people now you know. Re- people report my account as fake all the time. <laughs> and for a while, they kept getting pulled down. And then I had to take like a photo of myself with a piece of paper that had some code on it and like send it to Grinder to prove that it was me. But I do check the others folder on my Instagram DMs. Uh, if, you, if you're not okay. close enough, just slide into the DMs. And I've got I've got one more tip, okay? One yes. more grinder tip, which is that you have to to make sure it's them. You just go, look. Can you send me a Can you send me a picture? Hold up three fingers, just you know, or get them to do something. Then that way, you know it's a real person. Mm. Well, I've got the, the, the video chat. That's why the video, the video chat, chat is a good is a good. It. Yeah, the I problem true. is the grinder video um, option. I've got, I've, I paid for the upgrade, and it's <laughs> like you, it, it just never works. So then you have to talk on Snapchat, where everything disappears in 24 hours, and so you don't know who you're talking to. Yeah, there's people messaging you, and you're like, I, you need to send me a photograph every time because it's gone, it's disappeared. Like, who's got the time? Who's got the time? Who's got the time? Right, Virgin Radio Brides. Um, we are hanging out with Courtney Act this morning on Drag Breakfast, and there's gonna be more in just a sec. This. Oh! Is Virgin Radio Pride? It's Drag Breakfast. It's me, Stephen Sullivan, hanging out with Courtney Act on the show. And uh, this week's big conversation is all about where we should go on holiday this year. Mm. So I've been chatting about it all week on Virgin Radio Pride. I was wondering if you had any really great uh, recommendations for LGBTQ plus holiday destinations on the basis that you have literally toured the world. Something, and if there's anyone that knows, it could be you. I actually have got the perfect answer for you. In 2023, Sydney is the home of World Pride. Ah, okay. So, I mean, if you're listening to Drag Breakfast, I feel like you should know, but just in case, basically the international body of homosexuality gathers and decides every two years where World Pride will be. They're not actually called that. I just made that up. (laughs) Don't take that seriously. Like the year before last, last year it was in Copenhagen. I think two years before that it was in New York. York. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just like this huge convergence of queerness on a city. And in next year it is in Sydney. Now it's summer in Sydney in when it's winter in the Northern Hemisphere. I was about to ask, so this is going to be in January? It's going to be in February and March. February, okay, right. And they've announced all of the parties and the events. There's this huge human rights conference, which is going to be amazing. There's a party, they're shutting down Bondi Beach. I feel like that means something to Brits, right? Uh, Absolutely, yeah. One of the most beautiful beaches in the world. Shutting it down to have a huge, big, final beach party. Um, We're shutting down the Sydney Harbour Bridge 
to have a protest march across it. Maybe it's not a protest march. Maybe it's a march of solidarity um, across the bridge. There's, of course, the iconic Sydney Gay and Lesbian Mardi Gras parade and the huge party with the huge axe. So I think if you've been thinking about coming to Australia and you're like, oh, it's so far away, the perfect time to come is for Sydney World Pride. And, they, you know, the travel agents and people have got their packages and things. They have, haven't they? Yeah, they always, we're really clever at this now. They love to put together those little yeah. trips, don't they? Where you're haven't like... travel agents really come into their own in a post-pandemic world? When you don't know, I mean, I was, I had to fly around a bit during the pandemic, not in a Rita Ora sort of way, but in a, like, the government required me by law. Yeah. Because I, I <laughs> You had to. I had yeah. to leave because my visa ran out or my, um, anyway, long story short, um, flights were getting cancelled all the time and the, the, the travel agents, like this thing of the 90s, they were there and they knew all of the flights, who was landing, what, and I really recommend if you are going on holidays anywhere, a travel agent is actually... And they don't charge you. They're free. <laughs> this is the thing. You can sit there on your... You know, Google flights or whatever for days trying to work out the best routing or routing. And they already on. know. They already know. They're already living like a couple of months ahead of you, basically. They do. So, um, no, I, uh, that's a really great rec- recommendation, though. So, uh, I think from London Pride to Sydney, Sydney Pride, Pride 2023, this could be the one, right? Um, we have to go and check out Caught in the Act, um, which is your. Memoir Mate, extravaganza. Cool. It's and, available uh, on audiobook. It's available on your Kindle. It's available in hardback. And Good holiday read if you're going on holidays. Exactly. You can go and check it out, um, which is really, really good. So one last question from me, which is um, about some of the things that you have coming up. But I think uh, I had to ask this because a lot of people were asking me this question because they wanted to know as well, which was, um, you know, would you ever be back in the race? You know, there's all these different Stories, versions. Stories, rumours. Well, there's all these, yeah, all these different versions of the show, all these different rumours oh, right, going around right. about who's going to be going in and uh, what's going to be happening. So, um, as far as your concerns... I, you know what? I loved doing Drag Race. It was so much fun and I made friends for life, um, particularly in Adore Bianca and Darian. The four of us have had a group cat that has been burning a hole in our pockets ever since. <laughs> and um, I loved filming it, but I just, as much as I would love being on All Stars, I just wouldn't do it because, well, first of all, I've never been asked. Um, And it's just, I don't know, I feel like my career has, I've got, I love what I do now. Like I, I feel so comfortable and confident in my career and going back into Drag Race feels like giving over the power to someone to, you know, interpret your story and your words as they like. I've been on a lot of competition reality shows where you're always doing that. You're giving over your power and seeing what happens. I was very nervous to do Big Brother. I almost said no because of my experience on Drag Race. I was just like, I just wouldn't feel comfortable giving someone editorial control over my words, other people's reactions. I'm glad I did go on Celebrity Big Brother. But yeah, going back to All Stars, just... And also, like, how... they. Have you watched that show? The dresses, the looks, the amount of money, the amount of time prep. I mean, it'd be really fun. But, yeah, no, that's a no for me. It's a no. It's a no. Yeah. You heard it here at Virgin Radio Pride. Uh, Courtney Act, thank you so much for hanging out with me this morning. Instead of Drag Race All-Stars, I'll just, you know, be a judge on ITV's drag. Yes. Queens for the night. Exactly. Judging is the way forward. Do you know what? 
maybe go judge some of the other international shows. Well, I don't know if you know this, but uh, there is a Drag Race Down Under. There is. They're looking for Australia's first Drag Race superstar with oh. RuPaul's words. Okay. Australia's first Drag Race superstar <laughs> with RuPaul's words that they were looking for for season one of uh, Drag Race Down Under. So, wow. you know. Hey. And you're like, hello, hello. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is this thing on? <laughs> Courtney Ag, thank you so much. Thank you. Happy Pride, everybody. Have a wonderful day. This is Virgin Radio Pride. The Virgin Radio Pridecast. Proudly supported by Disney+. Plus, Celebrating every colour of the rainbow.